Welcome, friends, to episode 63 of Mike and Kristen, the podcast. My name is Kristen. I'm an artist, writer, and designer, and you can hear my husband, Mike, playing guitar. He's a professional musician, writer, and of course, we're both podcasters. And today, we have a very unique and special episode for you. Hello, friends. What is going on out there in podcast land good intro not bad live the live guitar everything is going to be live acoustic is this an acoustic version of a podcast (laughs) well (laughs) i think every episode is acoustic this is uh this is unplugged this is a phone recording so uh we have been evacuated from our house we don't have our studio We don't have our mics. We don't have any of our gear. There's a wildfire raging um, in the Tantalan area. It's already claimed apparently 200 homes, which is absolutely heartbreaking and devastating. And we know some of the people who lost homes. So this is is intense. We're in... uh, We're in my new art gallery called Togetherland, which is about a 10-minute drive from our home. And... We've wanted to stay handy for a number of reasons, which we'll dive into, but uh, that's why we're recording on a cell phone, so everything is going to sound a little bit different, but we're we're committed to showing up, maybe a little stubborn. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, this is just a voice memo, <laughs> so we're recording a voice memo on my iPhone, and we didn't really do any tests, see how far away we should be or anything, we just, just started we also both sound a little nasally because we're getting over colds. If there's yeah. one piece of advice for getting over a cold, it's to quickly evacuate your house and sleep on an air mattress for multiple nights. I'm, I think that's typically part of the healing plan. Yeah. So we did have episode or guest planned that we had to cancel, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've got a couple great episodes coming up with those guests who, of course, understand so you're just getting us this week. But we, uh, yeah, we're, we're evacuated in Kristen's gallery, sleeping on an air mattress. We have a kitchen in here. It's, it's basically like sleeping in a, a fa- banquet fire hall. Like it's, yeah, it's, it smells like that even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like growing up, you go to that dance at the fire hall. We're, we're sleeping there. We got an air mattress and a kitchen. There's no, uh, no shower. <laughs> We've had endless offers of people to let us at least shower if not move in basically with them i i've probably cried five times today already just being moved by people's generosity we are going to take a friend up on a shower though because it's yeah it's day three or four since that's happened and probably time for a little rinse so well this episode we basically want to just i guess explain what's going on and like what we what we've experienced so far and again we're not we're safe and sound here first and foremost so that's that's the main thing but i know a lot of people have been asking us what the deal is so we just decided we might as well just talk about it here on this voice memo episode i always feel curious to about people's experience when they're in the thick of something so yeah. you'll i don't know say for example an athlete that's just won the Stanley Cup, like hearing their remarks immediately after that. They're drunk. Well, yeah, they're drunk on adrenaline. (laughs) But you are in a different 
headspace. And we're a couple of days in since the height of finding out what happened and being evacuated. So we've had time to process, but still very much in the thick of what this experience is like. Yeah, we're sleeping on a floor and just like we have one table here and a couple of plastic chairs and but we have compared to most people like even having a place to come that is ours we have our privacy which is nice when you're processing something like this we've got more or less a full kitchen bathroom we have internet connection and we have a creation space if we feel compelled to create i haven't really felt much like doing anything no. and we're glued to our computers just we don't know if our house is going to burn down. So it's hard to work when you're thinking about something like that. Yeah, yesterday, the entire day, it was just... Well, I found the sites that we, we, I guess, come to trust. One is the NASA site for a heat signature. So it shows around the world, it picks up on how hot an area is and shows if there's a fire or not. So I've just been following that religiously. It's hot because we're here. Yeah. So we could see that it's pretty darn close to our house. Like it's about a kilometer away at the most in the closest spot. And one of our good friends, we're not, he's not sure about his house yet, Jay Hallowell, where, where I record a lot of stuff. And um, that's... He's just waiting it out to find out if his house and his studio and his dream drum kit and yeah. Rhodes piano, like if all that stuff is going to be there or not. And he's one of, we're hearing upwards of 200 plus mm-hmm. structures. So I imagine that includes homes, businesses and so on have been impacted. 16,000 people displaced from their homes. So, I mean, everyone would at least know of someone I'm sure that's, been impacted so yeah it's a pretty crazy thing so this a couple of days ago we were here at the gallery like any normal day it was a beautiful afternoon 30 degrees 30 degrees like breeze going through and we were driving home around supper time i'd say yeah on the 103 highway headed towards upper tantalan And we saw billows of smoke that I can only describe looked like a bomb had gone off. Looked like a nuclear bomb went off. Yeah. So we we both in that moment were like, either a bomb has gone off or there's a forest fire. Yeah. But we've never experienced forest fires here. So Mm -hmm. it looked like that's what it could be, but we we had no idea. And then we started, I think we saw a helicopter go over... Yeah, we saw the helicopter with the the water, whatever you call it, the thing hanging down. Yeah, and then... We got home, and well, by this point we knew it was a fire, just because it was was very apparent that something something major was burning up, and we didn't know to the extent. We thought it might just be in the woods, or but then we looked online, and people were saying that right off the bat we heard that 34 homes had been lost and then like our hearts sank and like holy this is serious so the severity of it started in westwood subdivision in upper tantalum which is the subdivision across the road from us so it was close but we didn't have a sense of the severity of it necessarily at that time and 
we are part of a Facebook group, uh, like a subdivision group, and people were posting in there that they were packing up their valuables as a precaution. But it's a, it's a funny balance between you don't want to panic and jump to conclusions, but also are aware of we have time to think about this. Yeah. So <laughs> it is worth... And I think we kind of collected cash and our passports, like the super high-level important stuff, still thinking on the very off chance that we would be evacuated. And it was maybe, I don't know. Well, we, we sat there and then the power went out. Yeah. The power yeah, went creepy. out. And we're like, okay, well, at least we have our data we can check on because we're following to make sure what's, what's going on. And then we lost our data too. So we're sitting there. On with, our cell phones. With yeah. no way to communicate with anyone. And we're like, if we get an alert... We wouldn't even see it because there's no communication. Yeah, so emergency alerts had been issued for Westwood. And we realized exactly once the power had been cut, cell service had been cut. If there was an alert for us, we would have no way of knowing that. So at this point, our cat, came, George, came inside. Or he was inside and he he basically lives outside. He's in. He, he just loves to be out hunting and hanging out in the backyard. And he wanted to go out so bad, and we didn't know what to do. So we let him out, and we said, okay, we'll just let him out for a minute. And then we decided to go for a drive to get service. Back to the gallery. Yeah, to get service. And on the drive there, we, uh, we got the alert that we'd been evacuated. Like, oh, shit. So we... Yeah, uh, in hindsight, that alert could have been issued an hour prior like we took about maybe i don't know 45 minutes to decide okay this is a bit weird we don't have power we don't have cell service we should at least go check what's going on so we were kind of beating ourselves up about the timing like oh i can't believe we just left the house now we have to turn back and we turned around and our exit had actually been barricaded off so they weren't letting us back into our subdivision (laughs) and we could see the flames at this point. Yeah. Like the top of a, well, tall spruce tree or whatever in the woods. You said up to wood, 100 feet. The, f- the flames were 100 feet high at this point. And we, we made that turn around. And at this point, we, we, we saw the smoke before. But it's different when you start to see the flames just bursting out. And that was like, Jesus, we got to get out of here. It was also on that drive that... We had a conversation about the importance of staying calm and we took that eight minutes to think about a strategy for when we arrived at the house because we knew we would only have another eight minutes to pack up our life. So we kind of came up with a plan about one of us would look for George, uh, definitely try and pack up as many of Mike's guitars as possible. I was fortunate that all of my artwork is here at the gallery, so that part was taken care of but uh i think that like that part of the story was the height of intensity in realizing the possibility of this being so real for us well i remember just as soon as we got in i ran to the backyard with george's food and i was shaking it and calling his name and you could hear sirens all around us and a water bomber flew, like, it was really low. It was, like, right over my head. And I'm, like, screaming, George, George. Yeah. And I look up, and this plane goes over, then a helicopter goes the other way. And I'm like, this is crazy. It felt like a movie. Also, we did drive through the police barricade to get home. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, I was like, I don't give a fuck if they uh, try yeah. to stop us. Like, I'm, we're getting in there. Which, having worked for the Department of Justice for a number of years, I knew was a big no-no. But I don't know. We were the... It, it was just, your mind is in a different place. And it was more about making sure George was okay. And I mean, we didn't put anybody at risk by any stretch. It was very early in their organization of things. But, and we didn't knock anybody over. We just kind of circumvented where they were directing traffic. But we smoothly did get home and stayed very calm and level-headed and were strategic about packing things. One of us was always outside calling for George while the other was organizing as much as we could yeah, inside. I didn't, I didn't pack any clothes, any... All I, I did that for you. All though. I did was look for George and then you said, I'll take over. And I went and I got my guitars and my computer and yeah, that was, that was it. But you really, it was a, a weird experience. Oh, two things. We had a strategy, we had a conversation, we had the benefit of time before this happened to think about, okay, how are we going to behave? How are we going to strategize about this? But actually being in that moment, it's very hard to describe how it's different. Like I've been thinking a lot lately now about different scenarios where mentally you can prepare yourself for something, but actually experiencing it, you, you just can't until you're there. Uh, so the exercise of going around the house looking for, okay, I'm packing up my life now. There were actually so few things that mattered. <laughs> it, all, it was... uh, all I wanted was, well, me, you, George, which we didn't get, but we'll get to in a minute. Um, and the ideas that I have that Mm -hmm. over the last like 30 years, basically. So I grabbed all my notebooks, all my hard drives, like I have a new album on one. Like that was like all my recording gear can burn, but the songs themselves, like I don't want to lose the work I put in and the pages and pages, like 10,000 pages of notebooks and just things that are written down or, recorded just little demos and ideas like that's to me that would be like the, the most worst valuable possible thing yeah so, as yeah. we're doing this our street that we live on is just a lineup of vehicles exiting the subdivision there was only one exit and i think we have gosh 15 how many people in our subdivision There's like 1500 2000 yeah a couple thousand people all leaving more or less at once or certainly within the same hour time frame I knew that we had, I, I, I'll say 15 minutes. So we were back and forth looking for George outside. You were packing things, leaving them in the front entry, and I was putting them in the car. Uh, I did grab a couple things only because I didn't feel that sense of urgency, like our house is on fire right now, like my grandmother's fur coat and some photographs of my mom and because yeah. I, I had that chance. Uh, I grabbed your Air Jordans because yeah. they were right there in the entryway, like a, a few random things. And it's funny when you look back on how unimportant stuff is, but the decisions that you make of the things that you throw in going yeah. through, like, why did I bring this of all things? Like, but, yeah, ultimately, I didn't really care about any of the physical things other than the ones, like I said, that contain the ideas and the work. Yeah. But, and yeah, like... The, the the novel I'm working on, like if I lost that, like I would, 
I wouldn't be able to function just because that's like ten, years tens of, of thousands of hours of work being put into something. Yes. Um, now that we're here at the gallery, I am really grateful that we have a few comfort items, I'll say, like pajama pants and our toothbrush. Like, again, all replaceable, but when you're you're in that heightened state, it is nice to have a few just basic staples that you had the opportunity to grab because we know many, many people that that wasn't the case. They didn't have that luxury of time. Some people couldn't return home, I guess. And... Yeah, which, and the, the most heartbreaking part or one of the heartbreaking parts is the people that we've heard stories of that couldn't go home and save their pets. Yeah. Which leads us to, as of right now, the state of George. So George is, like I said, he's outside all the time. So he's, the fire hasn't made its way towards where he would be. So he's perfectly fine. Like he doesn't even know anything has changed. There might be a little extra smoke, but he's yeah. outside hunting, getting in fights. Like, that's... And we, we have a system where we can leave the door to our back sun porch open enough that he can come in and out and get food, but has the comfort of going outside, which is his yeah. preference. So he, yeah, he can be in the sun porch or outside and he's, he's, he's been on his own for four days before and he's perfectly fine. So I'm not worried about him like not being able to survive. The smoke is more of the issue today yeah. because there's there's less wind today we're hearing. So but I'm... we are going to go back. There's they're doing escorts in where uh you can get get your pets out. Yeah, there's a subdivision group that uh we're part Hello. Hi. <laughs> we have a guest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Thank you. We've been evacuated, so oh, we're staying no. here. Yeah. Well, we we brought our air mattress. Yeah. Uh, as far as we know, it's it's fine right now. Yeah. But we uh. Yeah. I'm Donna, remember? Yes, yes, yes. We, hi we Donna. Met. Yeah. Yeah, we've been here a couple nights, just figured it was close enough to home that yeah. we, yeah, and we can make food and. Good. Yeah. Oh, I just feel like, of course, you know, I just drove through that area. It's not too bad, but the smoke, I can definitely tell the smoke is down here. The yes. smoke has made its way yeah. here now, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, so it's quite thick, but in exit five. Can I help you? Is there anything? No, we're we're house. good. I have a house. If you want a house, I got a, a little like, an extra room there. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. We've had lots of kind offers, and we might actually pop next door and have a shower at Steve's today. We know oh, Steve yeah, Gilbert, right. yeah. so okay. yeah. he's been generous, as have lots of people. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I don't know what to, you just have to wait, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll a few more days before you get to go in. Yeah, we're gonna just. Follow along online and see yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, we're just watching the updates and we're lucky that we have this place to Yeah, no kid. well you've got your but you can you've got your own internet there. Yes, yes. yeah, we yeah. had the internet hooked up yeah. uh, last month and uh, we're actually doing a recording. We host a podcast. <laughs> so we're doing a live podcast recording right now. <laughs> oh, are you? That you're yeah. gonna be on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
something. There you go. Do you, wanna, do you have any words, Donna? No. <laughs> no, there isn't. I don't think you're missing too much on TV. So, uh, yeah, as long as you can connect with your the friends. I know I, I was going to drop into Black Point yesterday to see if I could do any help. But yeah. they say the Red Cross has been fantastic, you know, for supplies and offering things. So, yeah. you just know that there's something... But as long as they can get hold of you, they have to. Yes, no, we've been in regular oh. communication with friends and family and lots of organizations yeah. helping. Well, you so. know where the French, you know where Black Point Fire Hall is? Yeah. yeah. That's where the comfort, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, there's, there's a turkey dinner or something there tonight. Okay. Ah, yeah, great. Chicken dinner or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, what day is today? Today's uh, Tuesday. Monday. No, what day is Tuesday. Today? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Because yeah. I say there's a movie at the library in Hubbard's. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you go Jeez. in and you sit and they give you popcorn oh, just to get over to the Might have to do that. Want. It starts at 7 o'clock, but it's a Rotten Tomatoes for 100% if you're following any movies. That's a good review. Anyways, just yes. <laughs> <laughs> something to do. Oh, you guys. Well, um, I mean, there's nothing much. Oh, look at you. You're all. Yeah. Yeah, we're. <laughs> No, we're we're all good here. Chair or something? Do you want? No, no, we got. We've we've got what we need, and just uh, making making them the best of everything. It's nice we can go down to the beach too. So yes, that's right. You're right. Yeah. 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 Water's cold. Yes. That's the only thing. I would have gone swimming a couple days ago, but it was really hot on Sunday. But the ocean was just too cold. Yeah. Um, help yourself, Peter. Just these are just tea towels from the soup. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we won't we won't be able to edit this part out, <laughs> which we normally would. But you just heard our conversation there, folks. And oh my god! Oh, let me get out of here. No, don't worry, don't worry. Need all that stuff. Well, thanks for dropping by. Yeah. Well, will you have um, Bob's email? Yes, I yeah. do. I've got his email and phone number. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good day. Have a nice afternoon. Okay. So there you go, folks. This is what a live recording is really, yeah, really like. Uh, and okay, so somebody who is part of the church community, where together, so Togetherland the Art Gallery is a hall on the side of a church. They have a congregation of six. Donna is one of those six yeah. who just dropped some clean tea towels off. Yeah. God love her. But we, we've, a lot of people do just pull in this driveway because it's massive. But I think that's the first person that's just walked in. The first person that just walked in. Yeah, well, I was not expecting <laughs> Ever, that. Ever, yeah. yeah. So that's, this is a first. You, okay. So you we'll, heard it live here first. We'll get used to that being a possibility. Uh, so back to George. <laughs> yeah. Um, George was, yeah, outside. Couldn't get him in. Had to take off. There's a massive lineup of cars in our subdivision. Everyone, yeah, it was, it was like a zombie movie where everyone's trying to get out at the same time. It, yeah. was, it was weird. And RCMP were going to people's houses, you know, in a thoughtful way, but making sure that they were leaving. Like, we couldn't have stayed and looked and looked and looked for George. Yeah. We, uh, but again, if, if George... Like if we were worried, like, oh, George is outside and he's not usually outside, like, 
I would have just friggin' stayed until I found him and snuck out of the woods, whatever. But George is pretty hardy and pretty tough, so he can he can be out for yeah five days on his own and be fine. So it wasn't it wasn't uh, like we love that cat more than anything. Like it's almost crazy yeah, he's like how our much child. we love him. Um, but but he's he's a survivor. There's a woman named Amy Liu who spearheaded this rescue search for animals and has organized a bunch of volunteers and law enforcement to, you can post a picture of your pet and communicate with them your address and if there's needs for the animals and they'll go in and get them for you. We're kind of in this weird decision-making phase with George because... We want to, we want, oh, and the other thing is there's a police escort happening today. We're hearing that we can drive to the subdivision and they'll take you to your house to rescue your pet. So we do have some options for him now. And in hindsight, we're thinking maybe it was best he didn't come with us for a couple of reasons. He is primarily an outdoor cat. If we brought him here to the gallery, we'd have to lock him inside. He'd be terrified he'd be very unhappy and honestly he'd probably drive us crazy with his well, he, crying he's, uh, and he's traumatized from his childhood he was <laughs> yeah he's a rescue yeah he's born in the woods and uh he yeah he was a sur- fighter his whole life uh but yeah we're he's safe and the fire is not of uh concern to his safety so we are going to go back with the escort or worst case scenario i'll sneak in through the woods and the side that's not burning we do have a route that we can follow yeah. if need be to kind of break in yeah, the subdivision I, my plan all along was okay i'm just gonna park on the highway take that path run through the field across the road and get there but then i heard about the escort like well i guess if we can do that we did have friends wait in that line for multiple hours yesterday. So we're and and we heard it was that service was suspended today because they needed the resources elsewhere. So we're just playing it by ear with George. We at least want to go check on him and top up his food, but there's no there's no perfect solution here. There have been a lot of animals rescued, which is fantastic thanks to Amy Lou. And, but there have been animals lost as well, which I'm sure you've all seen on online or on the news. So our our hearts break for those people. There's been a lot of loss and a lot of tragedy, but we're also really feeling this very Nova Scotian response to a tragedy with the outpouring of love and support resources. We've had... Well, it's crazy how many people reached out to us. It's almost hard to keep up with the messages we're receiving in, in the absolute most beautiful way, just... So many, you realize how many people you know, how many people care about you and have concern. Everything from, like I mentioned earlier, offering showers to we had friends deliver some chili to us this morning, just left it by the front door of the gallery. We had a friend in Saskatchewan just e transfer us money for groceries. My mom tried to e transfer us money, but some other Michael Ryan out there got it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Caroline, though. Mom, please. 
In any situation where you're trying to be nice and surprise us on our anniversary or something, want to send us money, do not try to because you failed every time you try to do an e-transfer. I'm sorry, but you don't understand the concept of it, and it's going to some other Michael Ryan when you send it to somebody the wrong else. Address. Yeah, the other Michael out there is like, who is this Caroline? Woman? Yeah, she is an angel from heaven, yeah. which she is, but she's she's somebody else's angel. The last couple of attempts, please, mom, just call me and ask me to write out my email address or something <laughs> just don't try to send one as a surprise no surprises please <laughs> oh dear <laughs> and then we don't need anything anyway that's the whole thing we had our friend nancy offer her cottage to us this oh, morning lots of people, which uh, yeah. was fabulous and people's spare rooms uh just company too we're, we're hoping we've got some friends maybe coming to visit us this afternoon but the air quality isn't great so certainly understand that that's not the best decision for everyone having the beach close to us has been really nice just to feel yeah. a sense of peace and well you've gone swimming a couple times yeah i've had this head cold so have opted not to be doing the cold dips and <laughs> it's like i haven't been able to breathe through my nose so i wake up in the morning and my lips are just crusted over oh, that's like nice a turtle shell but can you explain it in more detail i can actually so i have my tube of uh my friend sarah mater makes this incredible lip chap she goes by the name fatty cake beauty and she uses rendered beef tallow mm. and i just slather that on every morning and they're nice and smooth now Jeez. they're starting to heal i've gone through 17 boxes of kleenex i think but uh, that's the least of our concerns. But yeah, today's mission, get George, or at least make sure he's safe and fed and in good condition. But we're going to go in, if we can get in the escort. If not, I'll fucking, oops, I'll sprint. I'll fucking sprint, I'm going to say it. Gonna, <laughs> I wonder why you said oops. I don't know. Felt, felt weird because there was just like an 80-year-old woman in here. In so, a church. In a church. But yeah. anyway, I'm going to fucking sprint in if I have to. <laughs> so our first night here too, um, like this is a really big space and that comes with a lot of new noises we didn't get here till maybe nine o'clock and we were trying to eat. We hadn't eaten all day and you're in this really bizarre headspace. Driving out of the subdivision, like Mike said, felt like the end of the world. Yeah, just sirens, sirens, you gotta pull over, police, there's all ambulances. these people and just we arrive here with you don't even really remember what you packed. I'm trying to make some food and we finally get the air mattress set up and we're laying down and then it sounded like a sacrifice was happening <laughs> on the roof of the building. A fa we assume a family of raccoons. Like there must have been a million well, of them. I saw the like, I saw the mom or dad. They kept trying to come in the front door. Oh. But, uh, they were all slitting each other's they're throats. They're up on the, on roof, the roof, and I assume it's a bunch of young ones. And do the sound. You can do it. Have you okay? Have you guys ever heard a group of raccoons hanging out? Because it's very haunting. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> and they're scratching at the roof and we're laying here in this air mattress after <laughs> being evacuated for a wildfire. It just was this very surreal yeah, moment. Yeah, it sounded like a seance was happening on the roof. But they weren't here last night. They weren't here last night. There was a bunch of drunk rednecks in the parking lot. Yeah, so. you never know. There's I feel, The yeah, parking lot is huge, so it's kind of a natural turning point for people. And... <laughs> Debbie that came in. And Debbie or Donna? Donna. 
Donna. I think. Uh, yeah, Donna. Donna, she's a very sweet lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, like normally I would just re, I would just cut that out. And, and I, I guess when you say we're doing a live podcast recording, that, that it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't to mean anything. Who's that age? <laughs> like they don't understand what's happening, so she just kept talking. Oh, I thought. It, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, no, no worries. Hope you guys like Donna. We do too. Yeah, she's sweet. So how how are you feeling right now? Like, how would you kind of describe the experience that we've had so far? And. And I guess I'll start also by saying it's Tuesday. We decided to release this podcast a day early so that it's more in real time because we know yeah. how quickly things can evolve. But like in this moment, what's your headspace? Uh, I'm fine. Like I don't get flustered from too much. Like the scenario you put in is a scenario you put in. So you have to figure it out. Like it's kind of the same as COVID. Like this is what's happening. Yeah. It sucks. But if I just tell myself that it sucks, then I'm just going to live in that headspace. So just, we got the beach right here, like you said, and it's uh, beautiful where we are. We're on some plastic uh, fire hall chairs, <laughs> you know, keeping us upright. I have a pillow uh, on you mine. You have a pillow on yours. Um, it's, it's, yeah, everything's perfectly fine. Um, the, I'm just, I just feel for the people who lost stuff already. Like we have the potential to lose, lose our home, lose, lose everything. But I'm not worried about that because it didn't happen. And to, to worry about what may happen is like, well, that's how psychologists make their money. Like <laughs> people. I do find though, like you are so far in that spectrum of calm, which is good but it like admittedly almost makes me feel like it's wrong to worry well i'm being a realist too like we have our facebook group and people will post oh my god the fire's in the subdivision then i'll look online at the nasa map which is an exact factual representation of where the fire is and like no it isn't like, you just heard from yes. your uncle's buddy that it spread. 100%. Like, misinformation is not helpful. And it's not helpful to get people riled up over nothing. But I think you. it's also very natural and normal to... Like, I feel very emotional today. Yeah. Not not panicked or scared, but I, I just feel, like, on the brink of tears a lot today. I, it, also in a positive way, like because we're receiving all this love and that makes me feel emotional. But I think it's setting in a little bit now that it's been a couple days that I've processed and we had a good night's sleep. Like I can kind of think about what's happening and just the impact, it, it, the, the impact of the aftermath, like how many people's lives have been affected and the difference in the height of a moment versus the days after. Like we talked about Hurricane Katrina, how many years ago was that and people's lives are forever changed that's just one example and so it's one thing in the height of it to to have this response and you you can turn to the pandemic you can turn to the port-a-pic shootings like during those real heightened emotional times we're so great at coming together and recognizing our priorities there's also this reflection and being able to refer back to those examples and understand that that dissipates over time. 
but we're always being reminded. Like if you are someone who believes in the universe giving us messages, like she's reminding us that we're better when we're supportive and kind to one another. And we're so capable of that. Yeah. Alistair McLeod quote, we're all better when we're loved. Yeah. It's just, I don't know why we forget that. I guess we get complacent and we start worrying about things that don't matter. And we're certainly guilty of that too. And I've been really fixated on the opening of this, of Togetherland as a business space. So my original plan and still my current plan is to open on June 9th. And I've been thinking about all these tasks I have to do and merchandise I have to order. And I need to create all these new paintings so that it's flashy and special. And maybe we should have a performance and what food am I going to get? And now that very space is acting as our refuge when our house might be burning down. Like what a reality check that is an important reminder, but it's, it's, I don't know. It's so easy to forget this. I think just perspective is all that matters. Like if you focus on things that ultimately don't matter, then you're going to be, you're going to be a mess. Sure. Like, and you, you can't survive if you live at, this heightened of an emotional state all the time either our bodies aren't designed excuse me to do that but it's it's the reminder of things exactly like you're saying that gives you the perspective that we all we all need and can learn from but every like how many homes are there that have been evacuated thousands and thousands like yeah Obviously, no one wants their home to burn. Well, some people might want the insurance money. I don't know. I'm sure there's a few. Uh, I've also been thinking about the the lack of housing, this current housing crisis that already exists, and now all these displaced families. Like, what a nightmare. it's, it's, It's scary, for sure. But I think Nova Scotians are just so supportive, like... I spent half of the day yesterday responding to people, telling them that we're fine and we don't need a place to stay. Yeah. Like, in the, in the nicest way, like, not frig off, we don't need to go to your place. <laughs> but it was just, like, so many people have reached out and just, what do you need? And like, don't worry about us. Like, if there's anyth- anyone who's lost their home and needs something, figure out a way to help them. Exactly. Like, don't worry about us. We got We got a kitchen and some groceries and an air mattress. What else do we need? Yeah. We're, we're kind of glamping really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a good way <laughs> to describe it. We're basically glamorous camping here. We don't have a shower, but we have, but uh, you don't shower when you're glamping. Anyways, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. We, we have, we have everything you could to be camping very, in a very fancy way. Yeah. It's, uh, and and like we said earlier, we're only about 10 minutes from home, which we kind of want to stay close uh, in part because we're close to George. But if there's something, I don't know, whether they let us go back or something happens, it feels emotionally better yeah, to it's, it's be right, handy. Right there. So we, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird, uh, just in the grocery store yesterday, and I felt the same way during the pandemic, like it's a certain energy yeah. in the space where it's somber but everyone's like toughing it out yeah it is eerie that's that's a good point i actually ran up to use the washroom at the superstore and there was a i could hear a woman in the stall beside me crying i don't think i told you that no and it's it's you know that's just one person you you've probably all seen so many 
videos posted of people's personal stories and those will continue to happen for days to come. We, we posted a video on our Facebook about the drive out of the subdivision yeah. because I, I think when you're just in such a strange scenario like that, there's something curious about capturing that and maybe it's because it's a reminder but it's it's just such a unique experience like you kind of want to remember what that felt like it's well it's so different than your regular everyday life too it just again we talked about perspective already but it, it just really puts things into perspective what what matters and do you feel creative right now uh I have, like, ideas in my head, but I don't feel any desire to capture them, really. Yeah. I was chatting with our friend, Elise Aaron, this morning, who we've had as a guest on the podcast, Elise and Garrett, and I was saying to her how I, I don't really feel <gasps> creative, but I feel emotional, and that the benefit of that as an artist is that that's often what fuels us for a creative project. So I think, like you, there's... There's ideas running through my head, but it's more just embracing that this is the moment in time that we're in and that it will serve a purpose, you know, for something as minute perhaps as our own creativity, but just hopefully in the grander population as well, we'll find some kind of silver lining, which I think is happening just in the togetherness Mm -hmm. that's transpired already. And I, I feel like yesterday we didn't know if we were going to lose our home or not. Yeah. I feel, I feel like today they got things under a little more control. It's not windy. Today feels okay. It's, there's a lull. The fire's not spreading. I feel like I don't have to be on the computer 24 seven figuring out what's happening. Um, there have been some resources. You mentioned the NASA site. We also talked about the more local version of the Facebook group, but uh, they're encouraging folks, if there's anyone listening that wouldn't already know this, I'm sure you do, but locally to register your home address with 311. That's in part, if something happens, they can contact you more easily. And uh, the government announced yesterday they'll be subsidizing, I think, $500 for people who've been evacuated. So maybe that database helps you register for that too. I'm not sure, yeah, yeah, but it's good good to register and just so everyone's accounted for. And, and there's a, is it a Halifax Fire? Halifax Fire News on Twitter is, I think, just, I don't know if it's a firefighter man or what it is, but someone is just... Firefighter person. Person who's updating, uh, updating on everything that's going on, like, quite frequently and has yeah. the most up-to-date info. But that has been something that's, everyone is doing their absolute best. This is not a, a critique, but... As people who are wondering, is our house still standing? It's been a little bit, I don't know, of a weird feeling not really having that one reliable resource to go to to check. Yeah, I, I wish I could just go look, like see, okay, what's the case of the fire like in our area? Like I want to assess yeah. it with my own eyes, but yeah, you can't have thousands of people just going. Yeah. To, well, obviously, we, but like, we know that. But like I mentioned earlier, my friend Jay, like on the map with the NASA map, the fire is technically like where his house is, but like the map's not exactly accurate. Like it's kind of in blocks. So is it? Did his house burn down, or was it across the road? Yes. So he's like, and he he's just like yeah, whatever. 
I'll yeah. build, rebuild if I have to. And simultaneously, there's larger fires burning in Shelburne County. The fire down there is like at least 10 times bigger. Yeah, which fewer uh, residential fewer area, residential I understand. Areas, yeah. But there's wildlife and just the impact on the environment and <laughs> the psyche of people. Yeah. And there's a fire ban on until June 25th as Jesus, of now. Jesus, don't so. light a goddamn fire. We got the we got in the mail. We ordered the nicest yeah. fire pit you could basically ever get. We served like two days ago. Yeah, or... we, we bought one. We got one two weeks ago, and we had a fire in it before, well before this. And uh, the the pit like melted in like one fire yeah like the like only purpose cheap. you serve is to contain a fire and you melted so, so we brought that one back which yeah. is something i don't bring things back even if i buy things something and it doesn't work i'm like oh well yeah. they tried you know <laughs> but uh <laughs> but this, they did not like, try These bastards are paid 200 bucks and it just melts yeah. it doesn't do the one thing it's supposed to do but then we found this awesome one made by this family company and uh yeah we can't use it but yeah, it's we beautiful can't use it, but we have that in our backyard um yeah it's it's pretty surreal though and we're just thinking of all the people who've who've lost who've actually lost things like i feel like we're displaced and our our life is different than it would be if this didn't happen but we didn't lose anything yet yeah, we've had to, of course, rearrange a few parts of our schedule, but like none of it, we don't care at all. Like none of yeah. this is important whatsoever. We we were actually going to record a new sponsor ad with Togetherland being the sponsor. <laughs> so this is a good way to introduce the gallery yeah. and and the gallery as a new sponsor. We don't have that ad made, but I guess this whole episode in a way is a tribute to this space that... We hadn't planned to use this way, but we'll never no. forget the early days of this art gallery and how ser- it was very serendipitous how it came to us. It felt like a true manifestation, a true gift, and it has served us in ways beyond our wildest dreams, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. How, how are you feeling? What are your insides doing? I... I feel just grateful. Like I feel kind of, like I've said a few times, um, overwhelmed more by gratitude today. Let's than do anything. a grateful countdown. Oh, a five. A gratitude countdown. Gratitude countdown. Okay. Okay. Do you want like one at a time? Yeah. So we'll this do is five. An, this is an exercise you can do even if you're feeling a little bit anxious about something and Mike and I used to do it sometimes on my drive to work because I would always feel anxious about driving to work, which <laughs> somebody wrote me this morning, our friend Isaac Frazier. And he's like, imagine if you had to evacuate and live in your old workplace for a week, <laughs> which would be this shitty office. Downtown. No, they wouldn't let, no, they wouldn't let us, but it was just a funny way. Like it definitely made me laugh out loud. So uh, we used to do this gratitude countdown on the drive to work where you very rapid fire just think of five things or ten things, whatever, that bring you joy. So do you want me to go first? You or start. do you want to go first? Okay. Well, obviously grateful for Togetherland. Grateful that we are safe. Grateful for George and the love he brings us. Yeah. 
grateful that there was a bag of coffee in the cupboard here because I forgot to pack that yeah. and had my morning coffee. Yeah. And grateful for the family of ducks that is down at the beach right now that make me smile. Nice. Okay, your turn. Uh, I'm grateful for the beach. Just a 30-second walk away. Mm-hmm. You can go in the water there and, you know, just feel... It's just peaceful there. I'm grateful that um, we have the technology here to be able to stay in touch and know what's going on. Like yeah. we could we could be somewhere without internet or without service and not be able to know what's happening. And uh, I was grateful for George, obviously. We're, I'm, I'm strangely, I'm not worried about him just because I know how tough he is. Yeah, and you how, know him. How he's not... Like, he's not, like, an indoor cat that got out and, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, where is he? Like, George is just in his... We joke calm. he's probably having some kind of backyard speakeasy right now <laughs> yeah. with the neighborhood animals. He got in a fight the day before <laughs> yeah. this. They he saw him moving right slow and cuts and fur coming off, but that's just... He that's loves him. that. Yeah, like, he him. comes... After a fight, he comes home and he's so happy. <laughs> Even if he loses, <laughs> which I think he loses most of them. <laughs> uh, I'm grateful for his... That we have water here, yes. like running water to drink. We can't take, we don't have running water for a shower, but uh, that's a very, very simple thing that people, people often take for granted. Mm-hmm. And we've been in places where there isn't water or we can't drink the water out of the tap or whatever. It's such a simple thing, but uh, very grateful just to be able to turn a turn a faucet and and be nourished um i'm grateful to be in a place surrounded by your art you know that's a pretty nice feeling yeah could be could be in a lot less pretty of a space i did a painting the well sunday the day of the fire here at the gallery all day yeah before before yeah before knowing this and yeah, it's interesting. I'll, I'll share this with you soon. I'll post it, but it's interesting looking at it, sort of the palette I've chosen and the calmness of it before all this happened. And then I don't know what I'll create as the first after piece, but there'll be some contrast there, I expect. I know. And, and if, yeah. I think I have one left. Uh, I'm grateful just for the people off Nova Scotia and the area who just and just our friends I guess who have been so so supportive and just generous and reaching out to see what we need and the first responders are working so hard like any way that you can support the firefighters out there it's one thing for us to be in this space maybe worrying but they're on the ground just risking their lives and inhaling all this smoke and just i'm sure they're they have seen things that would break their hearts too so and certainly we're grateful for all of you listening who keep showing up for us Uh, we hope that this recording is at least audible to some extent we really don't know how it's going to turn out but we wanted to share our story and if there's anything we can do to help if you have any questions certainly reach out and just appreciate everyone's outpouring of love 
and for Donna, who showed up mid-episode with some uh, tea towels. Shout out to Donna for the clean tea towels. And in the <laughs> she mid- was our guest who, this week. Who, uh, <laughs> who realized mid-conversation that we're sleeping here. She didn't even have a clue. Yeah. Bizarre. But anyways, uh, I guess I gotta play uh, the outro song. Are you gonna do the introduction? Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Brought to you by Togetherland. Thanks, everyone.